After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Our lives aren't like they used to be. They're busier. Early morning Zooms, grabbing coffee to make that in-office meeting, getting to your kid's soccer game on time. Life is different, and so is advertising. To reach any audience, you need your message out there in all media, broadcast to streaming, on screens, and right to the ears of your customers. And that's what we do at Odyssey. Let's build a media campaign that targets the customers you know and want to reach more of. Right here in our community. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. on the fan all giants this week as it should be i mean we'll throw in a little mets here or there uh with scott boris and look why you would take i actually i heard some stuff today that i don't know if i could even say it on the air but at least i'm understanding a little bit more of why the mets stayed away from as fleegs is trying to push me uh at least why the mets stayed away from overextending themselves for carlos correa but anyway scott boris is a loud mouth fool if i'm the mets here's what i would do I would tell, because Boris was taking shots at the Mets over the weekend for, you know, not understanding, oh, I don't know what the Mets deal was. Oh, they got the same doctor and this and that. The Mets can't fight back because the the lawyers are, like, you can't do it because of the HIPAA laws or whatever it is. They're not allowed to say exactly what was going on with the medicals or why they did what they did. So they have to just sit there and take it and move on. That's why they're not answering back to Scott Boris going to run his mouth and take shots at them. So the way that I would respond if I'm Steve Cohen, and I don't care. I've said this plenty of times before. I'd say it again. I will never sign a Scott Boris client. Never. You disrespect me like that. You're running your mouth out there publicly, taking shots at the organization, knowing damn well we can't respond. Good luck getting your players the most money elsewhere. I'm the richest owner in the sport. And if somebody wants to come to me and play for me, you're not going to be their agent anymore. That's the way that I would do it. No more Scott Boris business. I don't know if that's even allowed, but I would do it then without letting everybody know about it. I would just do it. I'd never sign a Scott Boris client. Believe me, there are plenty of great baseball players out there that aren't represented by Boris, and that's what I would go do. Find those guys, because I've had enough of Scott Boris. Not to mention that, let's just say it this way. There might have been reasons other than the ankle issue to why the Yankees didn't go after Carlos Correa a couple years ago. You know, not this offseason, the past offseason. There might have been additional reasons why the Mets maybe felt fortunate that they, you know, didn't get committed to a, didn't get locked into a 12-year deal with Correa. I'm not going to go into details, at least not yet. 
Just take my word for it. 877-337-6666. Go ahead, Fleegs. So serious question, too, because one of the things Boris put out there, like you mentioned, was, well, the Mets talked to the same doctor at the Giants that flagged Correa. Like, it's this bad thing. If there's somebody who saw something on a medical and had concerns about it, how would you not go to that person, at least for one of the multiple opinions you get, and say, hey, what did you have a problem with this? And at least hear that person out and then maybe see if you agree, disagree, if your team doctors agree. Don't you at least want to know what that person saw? And, hey, I'm a I'm a doctor. I'm in this field. This is why I don't think it'll hold up. Correct. That just made the Mets look good to me, not the, bad. Well, the way – correct. The way Boris made it sound was that the Mets used – the same doctor the Giants used, and that was it, right? I mean, is that, that's the way that he made it sound, I believe, that he, oh, uh, the Mets, they used the same doctor as the Giants, and I'm not sure. My understanding is that there were, this was not just a, a, a one-doc thing. Obviously, they were going to check in with that guy, I guess, who's some kind of expert or whatever, and you know, get his opinion on it, the same guy that, that did it for the Giants, but it was more than just that. And that there were doubts to how long that ankle would hold up. And believe me, nowhere near the 12 years that they originally, you know, agreed to prior to looking at the medicals. Anyway, there's a lot more going on. I don't know if the stuff will ever get out, but there's a, there was a lot more to it. I would say this. I felt a lot better about not committing long-term to Correa after finding out a little bit more. That's all I think I could say at this particular point. But don't blame the Mets for this one. And I never really did blame the Mets anyway because Correa's hurt. He's damaged goods. And we'll find out whether that ankle holds up You know, for five years, seven years, three years, two years. Who knows? We'll see. But I think there's more to it than just that. 877-337-6666. Alan is calling from Rockland County. What's up, Alan? Hey, how are you, Sal? So three quick questions. From a Giants defensive standpoint, are you more concerned with A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith than with Aziz Azulari not being there? Can the Giants beat the Eagles even if we don't is record he out? Is Ojolari officially out? Uh, he might be. They don't know yet. Oh um, yeah, he, right. He I know he left the game, but I, is that what you're talking there about? There was no sack against the Vikings. Whether he plays or not, do you think the Giants could still win without a sack? And then lastly, with the Cowboys. Well, hold, hold on a second. Hard. One at a time here. One at a time. Take your time. Yeah. It's not rapid fire here. So your so first question: AJ Brown or Devonta Smith? Who are you more worried about? Oh, AJ Brown's a stud. I mean, and I know what Wink Martindale and Adoree Jackson did against Justin Jefferson. I think this is different because of the quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Now, again, he's not 100 percent healthy. But still, Hurts to Brown has basically been an unstoppable combination. So I see why you're saying about Smith on the other side as well. That's the threat with the Eagles. They have weapons all over the place. So I would be concerned, but mostly concerned with A.J. Brown because I think he's the best receiver on the field. Right. And then the Giants beat the Vikings without a sack, but they had a lot of hurries and knockdowns. Do you think they can still win without a sack? Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, you, you, you don't, you, like anything else, you don't want to be sackless. And I'd hate to go into that game and you know not have a sack, but the you know Giants if they it's you know if they could get pressure on the quarterback and not have it result in a sack, yeah, I still think they could uh, win the football game. 
Now, obviously, it'd be beneficial to get sacks, as we were talking about before. But I don't, I don't look at those things. I'm not looking at a number. Let's say the Giants get five sacks. Does that mean that they're going to win the game? I don't, I don't necessarily think that's the case either. You know, right? Like, and why you? Minute, I'm curious why you bring it down to numbers. Just because it was an oddity that they didn't have a sack against Minnesota, but still won. Just because the Giants teams of old that could beat Brady, that could win the Super Bowl, get pressure on Brady and can sack him, and that's usually the way they do it in the absence of top receivers. Right. I see what you're saying. Right, because the Giants' strength is, um, you know, not necessarily getting to the quarterback the way that it was in years past. I will say this, Lawrence and Williams and Thibodeau, I mean, these guys are starting to form a solid defense. You throw in a healthy Adoree Jackson back there in the secondary with the coverage. It's not like they're the worst defense in a league. They're okay, but yeah, I wouldn't look at it the way that I would with Strahan or JPP or Tuck or anything like that. And then lastly, Steve Sachs and Chuck Knobloch. I remember Mackie Sasser had the yips. They couldn't throw all of a sudden. With Brad Martin, the Cowboys, missing all those field, uh, extra points, you think he had like a bunion or got dumped by his girlfriend? Or what do you think happened? No, I think that he – it was mental. Once you miss the first one – and thanks for the call, Alan. Once you miss the first one, uh, I would think that that becomes mental. Now, you've got to be tougher than that. I'm sorry. And he misses the second one, and now you're thinking, uh-oh. And then you saw what happened. The first two, I believe, were pulled left. The third one was pushed right. So clearly he was thinking about it. It got in his head. And he just kept missing them. And the Cowboys themselves are in a tough spot because you're right in the comparison with the Yips. Like Once that happens, it is difficult to get out of it. For a person who gets himself into that mess, it's hard to get out of it. But the Cowboys don't have time to mess around here. And if Jerry Jones were to come out after the game and say, yeah, we're going to look for another kicker, that's not going to that's not going to help the situation any. If anything, that does more harm because you're now knocking the confidence of one of the better kickers in the league. Maher was a good kicker for the Cowboys and you know all season long and to miss extra points like that is out of the norm. It's one thing if you were 0 for 4 with you know missing field goals, but missing the extra points that is clearly a mind thing. That's a mental issue. And Dallas now is going to be in a spot where no matter what happens, whether it's an extra point, and they better hope that their first score of the game is an extra point and that Maher nails it. Because anything other than that, they're in big trouble. But until he actually, you know, he's going to get an opportunity to kick, let's say it's a field goal, everybody's going to be holding their breath. And if he misses that first one, uh uh-oh, now you may be taking the kicker out of the game. He may be out of the equation if he misses that first one off of obviously the terrible performance on Monday night. Hey, you never know what somebody's going through. People could be depressed for whatever situation. I know you're joking around about his girlfriend and stuff like that, but hey, that's real life. I mean, people go through, whether it's a divorce or breakups, and I remember it famously with... Scott Schoenweiss was one where everybody in New York was like, oh, this guy sucks, terrible. You know, the Mets signed him away from the Angels. 
big contract, and he was terrible. And I believe he was going through a nasty divorce. Tony Clark, he came out years later, same thing. You know, his career kind of fell off because he was going through a difficult situation. Zobust, after he was with the Cubbies and won, won the World Series MVP in 2016, he went through a difficult matter. Like, you know, athletes are human. And they could be going through difficult situations that can weigh on you. We've all gone through it to a certain extent, whatever it may be. A loved one getting sick, a bad breakup, dealing with stress for whatever reason. Now, it is on the performer, you know, in this case, Maher, to go out there and block all those things out and go do your job. you got a job to do. You know, imagine trying to think of like young Sal and I've done shows before, you know, I've done a lot of shows going through difficult things in recent years with the health of my father. But before that, like going through breakups, I remember one time Malusa's came in, I was producing for Moose on an overnight (laughs) and he came in and he had just broken up. His girlfriend just broke up with him. His ex is a long time ago before he met his wife. And he was like, and I've been through it before. So I knew what he was, what he was feeling. He was in the anger stages of it. And he's like, yeah, you know, bleep this man and I'm moving on and bleep her and, you know, I could do better and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, uh oh, because I know what follows the anger stage. That would be the grief stage. And then the sadness kicks in, the reality of the situation and the depression and all that. But like I said, this was during a sh- you know an overnight show. A moose goes on the air and he did his normal show. Same thing. I've been through dealing with breakups or you know, in a bad relationship while on the air. Like it happens. You got to plow through and do the show. Imagine coming on and be like, okay, eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. I mean, we could talk about whatever you guys want, but I'm really just not feeling it today because I'm going through some stuff. It's really been difficult. <sighs> My girlfriend broke up with me, and I can't I can't take it anymore. Just, why doesn't she like me? Why am I not good enough? Like, imagine if I did that. I'd be kicked off the air. I can't do that. Got to perform. So regardless of the, you understand it and you try to, you know, show some sympathy or empathy at least with the athlete when you never know what's going on. Ultimately, they got a job to do and they got to go do it. But it is a factor at times where you wonder why. Hey, look at the back of the baseball card. Why did this guy perform all of a sudden significantly worse than he's been for the last you know five, six years? Well, you never know. Things like that can happen. And I doubt that that's the issue with Maher. I really just think he missed the first one. Second one got in his head a little bit. Third one for sure in his head. You know, and on we go. Luckily, it did not cost the Cowboys. But if you're looking at that game and... You know, looking to make a bet, and like I said, we will as the week goes on. It is now Wednesday. We got a couple of days here before you make picks and all that. You look at, you know, that matchup and think that it might be a tight game. You do have to question the kicker. Boy, that is one hell of a Sunday. I mean, really, it's just a hell of a weekend. The Giants Saturday night, and then Bills Bengals three o'clock Sunday afternoon. Niners, Cowboys, 6.30. That is one hell of a weekend. And divisional round is not only 
my favorite weekend of the year, but it's also my wife's favorite weekend of the year. Do you know why that is? Because this is the beginning of the end. This is it. After this weekend, there are three games left. That's it. Sad, but that's the reality that we're facing here. Enjoy this weekend because it's the last one with this chaos for a while. You know, you go to Championship Sunday, of course, where there's just two games. And then the Super Bowl, which everybody gets into. This is the last Saturday with football for a long time. Till what? September, right? Till college football goes. This is the beginning of the end this weekend. But, man, it is going to be fun, especially when the Giants are in it. I forgot how much fun it could be with a local team in it. Imagine if both the Jets and the Giants make the postseason, which I guess could be the case next year. But, boy, the Giants have only just begun, and the Jets have to figure out their quarterback situation, and then maybe they could be here as well. But it's a lot of fun when you have a a local team in it. That, to me, might as well be the Super Bowl Saturday night. Giants-Eagles? Matter of fact, Kansas City-Jacksonville, like, I could run some errands potentially during that game. I'm not going to, but I could. If I wanted to be a good husband and father, I could. Just kidding. Of course I will. Prior to kickoff. What do you need? Sure, whatever you want, honey. Just let's get it done before 4 o'clock. But that game, I mean, any playoff game is big. Giants-Eagles, that is a a monstrous game. And you throw in the Bengals and Bills the next day, especially off of what happened on Monday Night Football with Demar Hamlin a couple weeks ago. And then Niners-Cowboys, that's been a great rivalry for a, a long time. You know, good matchups in the postseason with those two storied franchises. This is as good as it gets. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Whatever it is that you want to discuss, the greatness of one Daniel Jones. The smarts and toughness of the New York Giants as they just continue to play better and better. The more the season goes on, the bigger the games have become, the better the Giants have performed. Why doubt them now? Not saying I think they're going to win this game. But hard to pick against them, hard to doubt them at this point. Even though they may not be as talented as Philadelphia is, which was the best team by record, loaded roster, you know, best team by record in the NFC, loaded roster. You know, Dable has made such a big difference. And you get Sirianni for the Eagles eating Pizza Hut pizza? Come on, dude. Got to be better than that. No chance, Dables. Dabes isn't eating Pizza Hut. Is he? Is Pizza Hut a sponsor? I love Pizza Hut. I love all pizza. Especially whichever one sponsors. But, I mean, come on. New York, we wouldn't be standing for that. Got to get some real pizza. I never liked Sirianni either. I think he's a doofus. So, if I'm taking... If I'm going based on coaches, same way we said last week with O'Connell and Dable, you got to go Dable here again. But, either way, it's going to be a monster game. Three monster games. Could not be better matchups. Three of the four this weekend. And the other one not too bad either with Kansas City and Jacksonville. Daniel Jones brings his team to the line. In his first playoff start, he played 
looked like a great player tonight. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And the New York Giants are on to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. As we look ahead to divisional round, Giants and the Eagles. Add this to your New Year's resolutions. Win money in 2023 with Superbook Sports. Superbook has over three decades of sports wagering experience in Las Vegas, so you'll get the best odds anywhere as we head into the football playoffs. Plus, check out their special odds boosts and promotions at Superbook.com. Make 2023 the year when you win money from Vegas. Download the Superbook Sports app now and place your bets. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, we touched a little bit on the Mets, and obviously we'll just save baseball for as the days go on here. It is crazy to look at the sports calendar. Like I said, it's bittersweet because this, you know, last weekend, the wildcard weekend and divisional round are the two best weekends, in my opinion, in all of sports. The two best. And obviously, Championship Sunday is great. Super Bowl Sunday is such an event and fun. You have your parties. You watch your commercials. My wife's already excited about Rihanna. Ooh, I can't wait to see Rihanna. I think uh, my wife and Stuart in Brooklyn, uh, the two most excited people in the world to watch Rihanna perform uh, at halftime in the Super Bowl. But you get to this point, and it goes so fast. After this weekend, that is it. Three football games left. And then... It is remarkable to me how, and I know college basketball and all that stuff, obviously, with March Madness, but once football season is over, you go through a few weeks of not much. And look, the Knicks are playing much better. I know the Nets have been struggling without Durant, but the Knicks are playing better basketball, so they'll be relevant. We'll pay attention to the hockey teams, of course, but I'm talking about big picture stuff where you already, it's like you leave the football season ends and pitchers and catchers report. And then you get ready for the six-month grind, six-month-plus grind of the baseball season. And you know in this town, even with the way the Giants have played here and gotten themselves into a great spot, more than, I mean, the Giants have done more this year than anybody could have imagined. Like I said earlier, the best team that I can compare them to would be the 2017 Yankees, where they came out of nowhere and, you know, it was supposed to be a rebuilding year. Yankees get to Game 7 of the ALCS. That's kind of what the Giants are doing this year. Supposed to be a rebuilding year. First year, new GM, new head coach. And in this rebuilding year, they go out there and find themselves playing in the divisional round of the playoffs. This is unbelievable. And if they ever won this game, it's... I know, you know, it's great to have these hated rivalries, the division rivalry matchup, but man, losing to them sucks. That's the one thing. As sweet as the victory is, that's how bad it is if you lose to them. And the Giants, you know, currently seven-point underdogs. I don't think that's a disrespectful line. I think it's based off of everything that we've seen this year. Had the Giants not performed the way that they did a week ago, yeah, maybe that would have been a you know nine- or ten-point line. But I would not, I'm not saying I'm picking against them or not, I would not look at that and say the way that I would earlier in the year 
and be like, oh, the Eagles are going to smoke them. There's no way I'm looking at that. I think it could happen, sure. But the way the Giants have played, you just don't know if they're going to be able to back up their performance in Minnesota with another flawless performance, essentially, in Philadelphia. And if they could do that, I mean, boy, this team has had... We talk about some franchises being snake bit. Well, the Giants are whatever the opposite of that is. One run with Eli, the first one, incredible, remarkable. Didn't think it was like didn't think it was possible. Unbelievable, it came out of nowhere. Two of the more improbable runs, you know, 2007, and then again in 2011. Two of those. Imagine if it ever happened again. I'm not anticipating that, but it is fun once you get here and start talking about it. Like we said, now it's real. The wild card round, you feel it out. All right, you're in the postseason. Let's see what could happen. Great to enjoy the game. Once you win that game and now you're in the division round, now it's for real. Now the stakes are about as high as they can be. The right to play for, the right to go to the Super Bowl. That's what's on the line here. The Giants will have to be road warriors, of course, like they've been in years past. It is just it's just crazy to me that in a year, and it also goes to show you that I don't even know if people in that building were expecting this to be the case. I guarantee you, if you asked ownership what were their expectations before the season started, they wouldn't have had the Giants in the postseason. And I hope to see some good things and, you know, maybe win six, seven games. But the fact that they'd be in the postseason winning a game and now getting to the divisional round. Point was, it's not only, you know, people in the media or fans. Just nobody knows. This is what makes sports so great. And I also don't look at right now the way that I feel about this team, the way that I see them in this divisional round. I don't look at it as the Giants are less than or the Giants don't belong. You know, sometimes you get that feel, yeah, all right, well, this underdog team overachieved. They won the first round, and now here they are where they really stick out like a sore thumb and they don't belong. I don't get that feeling about this Giants team. Now, maybe Saturday night they go out there and lay an egg. Who knows? Bound to happen at some point. But maybe their egg was laid against the Lions. Maybe that was it. And instead of looking back to that or looking back at the previous two matchups with Philly, that's funny. Oh, there's third meeting between the two teams. Who cares? First two, you know, the first one obviously meant something. The last one did not mean anything where the Giants didn't even play the starters. But those games are irrelevant right now. What do they have to do with this particular game? Nothing is the answer. And really, neither does any regular season reference point really at all, but certainly not beyond the Colts game. Anything that happened prior to that Colts game, it's irrelevant right now. And even the you know the Colts game, I mean, you could throw in the Vikings game being irrelevant, but at least if you want to use that, that just happened a week ago. This Giants team was different in the game against the Vikings than any game that we saw throughout the course of the regular season. This was their best effort at the best time. So if you take the... You know, every game that they played in the regular season and were to make a judgment based off of that, 
nobody would have come up with the fact that the Giants would have played the way that they did in this wildcard game, which makes me think, okay, we'll throw it all out then. Doesn't mean anything, right? For the 17 games that we saw the Giants play, you know, they've had some ups, had some downs, but they didn't do what they did in Minnesota. That would make me think that anything is possible. When you have Dable and his coaching staff and their confidence now, putting in the work, staying focused, staying disciplined, tough, smart, not beating themselves, those are great traits. And a team that has come together chemistry-wise, team that believes in itself, once you start having that success, that's where it becomes a problem for the opponent. You know, we talk about the Giants going on those runs twice in 07 and 2011. Obviously, they had talent with the, you know, the pass rush, you know, and good offensive lines and Eli making big plays, whatever. It was Super Bowl winning teams. But they came together at the right time. And chemistry is such a big part of it. I think when you look at what the Giants have been able to do here, Having that team chemistry now, having some success, you know, they believed in themselves, but once they beat the Colts, smash the Colts, now you really start to believe in yourself, right? Because you had that success and you know you're going to the postseason. Then you get to the postseason and instead of wondering what the postseason is about, you know, whether it's Saquon Barkley asking Michael Strahan, what to expect, whether it's Daniel Jones trying to get a feel for what it's going to be. You don't know until you do it. I used to always say, I I thought before I ever got beyond the mic, like I thought I could be a talk show. Oh, sure. Then I did it and I was like, oh, no, I suck. Still to this day. But no, then you do it and it's a whole different world. And you have to do it and have some success to start to really, truly believe in yourself. And that could take a while. Well, with this Giants team, you can anticipate what the postseason might be like, but then to go out there and actually have a postseason game and then have success in that, that could only take them to another level. Because to a man, Barkley, Jones, Hodges, all of them, Lawrence, to a man, they are all going to reference now the Minnesota game. And yet we know we could do it. We played in the postseason, and we played well. So now it really shouldn't be that big of a deal in postseason game number two. I also think that stems from the head coach saying that the same thing you got to do in week one to win a game is what you do in the postseason to win a game. 877-337-6666. Taco Frank from Hamilton, New Jersey. Taco Frank, your Eagles. My man, what's going on, buddy? Big game, big game. Oh, I'm assuming you're going to the game, right? It's, I'm torn. It's, it's tough to get away too much for playoffs. I went, uh, I went to Tampa last year, if you remember. But you know, the family, everybody wants to come over. And then uh, this week, I've got, I've got a six o'clock game with Frankie, and I coach, I run the team, so I'd have to get somebody to cover it. And it, you know, I, this week I'm not. So I was actually just pricing. Taking a look at uh, Super Bowl tickets, man. They're starting at fifty two hundred for standing room. Get the <laughs> hell out of here, <laughs> bro! It's, it's I mean, did they just go up but, every year? Is that what's going on here? 
Ah, I mean, I can remember when it was like, you know, 1,200, 20 years ago and everybody thought I that went was- to one Super Bowl. It was Super Bowl 42, Giants and the uh, Patriots, obviously. The first one, the Giants won. And I have the uh, – Francesca got me the ticket. And it was an upper level seat, but fifty yard line, and I think the face value on it was like seven hundred and eighty bucks, something like that, seven hundred forty bucks. Oh, man, what a what a difference with time. Seven forty. Did, uh, did you ever sit with Mike at a game, a, a Super Bowl, or no? No, I only went to that one Super Bowl, and I don't know, I forget where he sat, but he probably sat downstairs or in a booth. And me and Eddie yeah. Erickson were up. Uh, like I said, great seats. I mean, being in the building is what you want, but fifty yard line upstairs was fantastic. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the atmosphere and stuff is great. I didn't, great, I didn't uh, sit, I didn't sit Taco Frank. I told the story before. I didn't sit with Mike at the Super Bowl, but I sat with him on the private plane back from the Super Bowl that night. As I remember, that was an experience. <laughs> How many radio rows did you do with him and dog? Or uh, I did. I want to say three. It might have been. T- it was either two or three, and it was after dog left. I did not do yep. any with the both of them, but I did at least two with Mike, and those are some incredible experiences as oh, well. Man. The, yeah. the experiences you lived out, buddy. I, I hope one day you write a book or something when uh, when it's all said. No, I like, like telling the stories on the air. But for me, you have to remember something. F- for me, I know maybe it's hard to understand from people who listen and hear me as the overnight guy or whatever, but like I was legitimately their biggest fan. I would call the I would call the radio station. I was a I was obsessed with WFA and listening to their show. So for me to be able to go from obsessed fan and dreaming to be a part of that Mike and the Mad Dog family in particular, but the WFA and family, then to have those experiences that very few have experienced. Like it's I, sometimes I gotta like think back. Like holy crap, you were actually there on that plane with Mike and Dog at the Super Bowl. I was there with Mike and Dog through the breakup. I was there with Mike having success with the solo show after. Like, it's crazy to think of those experiences, yeah. Uh, that's and dinner and go, going to Letterman with Dog. God, yeah, you're right. Maybe I should write a book, Taco Frank. You're right. Uh, I, get, I mean, anybody that was a, a, a fan of that, man, is, you know, beyond jealous and I mean, the one time as a kid I called, and they didn't take kid calls, but I got through you know, to, the, to the fleet, whoever it was back then, obviously, and I, I don't remember who it was, but I got through on the midnight show they did with Steinbrenner when he came off of suspension, and whoever was screening the call says, we're not taking calls from kids, and he hung up on me. <laughs> I, must, I, you know, I must have been 13 or 14, whatever. I forget what year he came off of the suspension, but... Um, they, they did a midnight show, you know, the exact minute Steinberg came off suspension from MLB. And, uh, wow. You know, I don't, I don't even remember that. I was probably too young for that one. I could check that out. With well, you. I mean, we're the same. So whatever, I mean, I got to look it up. I don't remember 92, maybe 93. I don't remember, but, uh, you know, whatever it was, they hung up on me. So that was, that was the only time I called them. Uh, I, I don't call shows much of it. I, I also remember, I remember calling one time, this was during the day, later years, you know, probably 96, 97, whatever, maybe even after that. And I, too, got that treatment. I believe it was from Carlin, who used to produce the show. And he's like, my, you know, FAM, want to talk to Mike and Chris? I was like, yeah, I want to talk about the Falcons. He, he hangs up. I call back. I say, yeah, I want to talk about the Falcons. He goes, we're not talking about the Falcons right now. Hung up again. <laughs> and now I get it. Now I understand why he was saying that. Because who the hell wants to hear about the Falcons? Losers. Well, I wanted to give you a heads up, man, because the group of us started a petition. Um, you know, a lot of the normal characters, but I, I, I'm, I'm sending it into uh, to Spike. 
we want to decrease the amount of vacation days you're getting. <laughs> and, and not only that, but the, when you do take vacation, similar to what Mike and Dog used to be, we got to look at the block kind of scheduling because it needs to be, you know, before spring training, but after the Super Bowl. Because this stuff, buddy, well, we need we need you on the last couple of I, I got news for you. You're not going to like this. I got a full week that I'm going to be off coming up pretty soon. I think in two weeks I'm going to Aruba. February, where are we at after, here? If it's after the Super Bowl. No, it, it is. Cool. It is. a matter of fact, it is. I didn't want to do it after. So I'll be here the week after the Super Bowl. I did it the week before. So, like, that Friday the 3rd, basically two weeks, that Friday the 3rd I will be off. Um, am I working that Friday? No, I think I'm off that Friday. No, because I'm leaving that Friday morning. So I'll work that Thursday morning overnight. That'll be the last day for me. And then I will be gone the whole next week. And I'll be back with Moose on that Sunday, February 12th. By the way, Taco Frank, I don't know if you're listening to the Sunday football shows, but I've done now two weeks uh, in a row with Moose. Great. So that, uh, that... Say that again? That, that, that's, I got a couple things, so don't lose me yet. But no, I won't, but I'm just saying that uh, that takes away from it, one of the overnights. So I do that. That's why I'm off one overnight. Tuning into that is like uh, tuning into the old days with, uh, you know, the NFL. What was it? The NFL now with the Mike show. Oh, but, man, uh, I, I love that show growing up. Listening to you two guys is great. But um, here's the other idea we have, too, is is if when you are away, other than what Fleek covers, because he's great, we, I wanna, we want to have some say and who takes you over. Like, just think of I me. Mean, if we could get Stewart for a night, Omar, <laughs> Omar does a show, Hector does a show, you know, yeah. uh, it, it, you know, Anyway, Stewart for a night, I think, would be great. Send in, if, send in the resumes. Hey, who knows? You never know, especially if they're willing to work for free. I mean, they could get a show no problemo around here. Two more things for you, buddy. Have you heard about this guy who was on Boomer, man? You're a gambling guy, so I like talking this with you. Boomer had this guy on like maybe eight or ten days ago, Eddie the Jockey, and I don't know if you talked about it. but I you- heard about it. I didn't, I didn't listen to it. I, I've seen it on Twitter and heard about it uh, via social media. Buddy, he is. 17 out of 18 days now where he's picked a winner. I hopped on maybe six or seven days ago, and he's hit, I think, seven straight again. This guy, I mean, obviously, it's whatever. It's luck. But this guy, is uh, he's on fire. and he's, He went from, like, 500 followers to, I don't know what he has now, over 10,000, I think. Unbelievable. But, um, this guy is, uh, and he's picking random games, Prairie View and tonight, uh, New Mexico State. <laughs> well, he must be seeing but, something that he likes to be able to pick out random games, right? He's seeing something. Whatever his formula is, it's working. You don't get – I know what you're saying, it's luck, but, I mean, that seems to me a little bit more than luck if you're hitting 17 of 18. Yeah, well, there might come a point, buddy, where you have to replace Taylor with this guy. If he keeps hitting <laughs> like this. <laughs> He's not much of a looker, but we might have to – we might have to swap. And, and – uh Hey, last thing, man. In case in case I don't catch you, the Giants do scare me a little bit this week, man. I, you know, I'm not a Giant hater. You know, I'd probably root for them if they get, you know, to get into it because, uh, you know, New York guy and living mm-hmm. in Central. Virginia, I just picked up with the Eagles growing up, but um, you know, we haven't had a game in six in a solid six weeks, and the Giants every week's been a playoff game. You know, they're they're firing on all cylinders, and you know, other than the one game, Hurts came back. You know. He was off three weeks before that with the injury, and then this week's off. So, it, you know, it, it's it's definitely going to be a scary game for us. But in case I don't talk to you, man, I just want to leave you and the Giants with all this, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Taco Frank. You're nuts, Taco Frank. Thanks for the call. You're nuts. I didn't know you were a rap. I mean, I, I guess I knew you were an Eagle fan, but not to that level. You sicko. What are you, painting your face as well? See, I hate the Eagles. 
Eagles have caused me much pain throughout my Falcon fandom over the years. I'll never root for the Eagles. And I don't like their head coach. But I got to stick to what I believe in, and I'm not sure where my gut's going to be at as far as who I think is going to win this game or not. Truth be told, I don't think I would bet this game. Maybe I'd take the Giants in a teaser. I don't think I'd bet this game straight up. And I just want to watch it and enjoy it without rooting you know, for a bet. I'd rather just watch it from a Giants fan perspective and try to enjoy this game and see if the Giants go out there and knock the Eagles off and make Philadelphia sports fans miserable, which I think is something, whether you root for the Mets, Yankees, Giants, Jets, I think we could all agree that we just like it when Philadelphia sports fans are miserable. Philly, Boston, the more they lose, the better off we are. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Your favorite NFL team is getting ready for a new season of football. From OTAs to minicamp, Odyssey is your home for local sports talk and coverage all off-season long. Get updates on key storylines, rapid reactions, rookie reports, and more. From people who know the team the best, it's always football season with Odyssey. Stream the shows you love on your computer, phone, smart speaker, or in the car with Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Hey, I saw Keith do a freestyle. This right here is my beat. Now, I didn't know we were allowed to do that stuff on the fan, but... I did write and record a rap. I mean, come on. Back when I was in the minors. To this exact beat. It's Harvey Day. You remember that one, Fleegs? You played it when you came back. Yeah, yeah. I played it. Oh, you're right. I, I created it when I was in the minors. You know, down at the Loire. And then I played it here. Anyway, this beat, every time I hear it now, I don't think of hip-hop array. I think of Harvey Day. You should check it out one time. It was, I thought. Written very, very well. Uh, anyway, so Fleegs, what is the deal? You know, I was at SNY earlier, well, I guess not earlier, uh, yesterday, earlier in my day, but I was at SNY yesterday getting ready for BNNY, and people were talking about the Holland Tunnel being closed down for three years, six nights a week, and I'm like, what the hell? What? That is horrible. I can't imagine how uh, I would handle that had that be impacting me. You know, I'm on Long Island, so it doesn't impact me. What is going on exactly with this tunnel, which I thought was being closed down anyway? So it has been this way since April of 2020. I remember this is a couple weeks into COVID. So the only person I ever see here is whoever's here when I get here and take over from. And then Eddie, when he comes in for the morning. Show. Right. And there was one morning where Eddie is like 45 minutes to an hour late. Now, if you know Eddie Scazzera, you know that never, ever, He's never late. ever yeah. happens. So... 
starting to worry. I'm like, all right, you know, 15 minutes, I'm going to text him or call him. He ends up coming in, asking me how I got here. We find out the Holland Tunnel is closed. And not only is it just closed that night, it is now closed between 11 p.m. and 5 a.m. every night except for one or two days a week, Saturday night, maybe Sunday night, for the next two years. Closed inbound? Closed inbound. Okay. Not, not one lane. They'd always done one lane. The entire tube inbound closed, closed. overnight. Okay. For two years. And, and now? It was supposed to be April of 2022. We're 10 months after that date. They announced on Twitter yesterday that they're, I guess, finally done with the New York bound tube and they're switching sides. So in a couple of weeks, it's great news for people like me and Eddie and Jerry and Al that we no longer have to go to the Lincoln or go through uh, Staten Island and Brooklyn. We can just come the old-fashioned way, come right to the Holland Tunnel. And it's bad news if you're leaving the... Like, unfortunately, I was talking to Keith, who lives right over the river. And when he wraps up, even if it's at midnight some days, he would try to beat the tunnel. You know, we'd hit the music at 54, 55, try to get him out of here. Now, Now, wait, why? Because the tunnel was closed outbound, too? No, no, no. But now it will be starting on February. Whatever that first Monday in February is, now it will be closed outbound from 11 to 5. No. Completely. So inbound, you're good to go because you come into work at that hour. Outbound, you're okay because you're leaving after 5 anyway. So if you leave the city and are going toward Jersey using the Holland Tunnel for the next three years. Well, they say two, but again, this one took two years and ten months. Right, so roughly three three. years, six nights a week, you cannot get out of the city via the Holland Tunnel after 11 o'clock? Correct. Wow. That is brutal. As annoying as it was inbound, uh, that has to be worse outbound. That, I mean, if, I mean the, the traffic that's going to create right, so now going to the Lincoln from downtown, right. it's going to be a nightmare. So is that the only way out? It's close to celebrating. Again, this, is, this yeah. has been a pain in our you-know-what almost every night for Why do they got to shut it down completely? Years. Why can't it's they just do one lane? Sandy. No, I get it, but why can't they just do one lane? Oh, is that what it is? Those all repairs from Sandy? That at least makes some sense. I guess. But what can't you just do one lane? It's got to be bold to get to shut the whole thing down. So they closed it so you couldn't get inbound. Now you can't get outbound. Oh, my God, for years. That ruins people's lives. You guys were coming up to the Lincoln and money. This added tolls for us. And it wasn't as bad at first because now why going would through toll? What's the difference with the tunnel, with each tunnel? Well, just how you have to travel to get there. Either it's either adding oh, tolls or it's adding tolls time on the, or a significant saying. amount of time. And then going through Staten Island and Brooklyn, once they hit the Verrazano Bridge with the extra toll going from Staten Island to Brooklyn, it just made the whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Uh, I'd love to give you play by play of what's going on in uh, the booth over there, but uh, an obscene gesture that cannot be described on the air. Otherwise, I'd get myself and that in was, trouble. That was Eddie who did that. Not yeah, me. right. Exactly. <laughs> just, just to be clear, right? It was goes. So again, this has been. This has just been an inconvenience for us. It has added ten to fifteen minutes to my nighttime commute coming to work every day. It, it, there were some Sundays when it was open and holidays when it would be open, but every day pretty much like, for the last going on three. And again, this started in April of 2020 when Eddie and I are two of only five people coming to this building every day. Like, we're annoyed enough already, like, that we're the only people that have to show up here. You know, there's chaos on the streets in Manhattan. We have to show up. And, oh, by the way, it's going to take you an extra 15 minutes to get here. It would be bad if they said it's going to be shut down for two weeks. They'd be like, what the? Oh my God, come on. What, are you kidding me? Two weeks? Two years? When we when two he came years? in that morning 
and we looked it up because there were no not and even you can't signs take trains the at these road. hours. Obviously, right. if you're it's on not your an option. it's not an option. Like there weren't even like the digital signs on the road saying you know starting this date, Holland closed, whatever. It was just out of the blue, out of nowhere. You can't get into the city when Eddie's trying to come in. And then we looked it up on this computer <laughs> that morning, and I I remember reading it like you said and thinking it's going to say I see two years. I'm like. Um, no, two weeks, and no, it says for the next two years. Well, you guys have we made were it. not happy that you morning. guys have now made it, and now it's time for everybody else. We've to enjoy literally the made it to the other side. Oh man, that is brutal for the people that I wouldn't move to Jersey because of that specifically, and I look to move out. I can't be inconvenienced like that. There's got to be a better way. Andy is calling from Tom's River, New Jersey. What's up, Andy? Hey Sal, how's it going? How are you, Andy? Good. Hey, Brett Maha. There was a game earlier in the season where. He had a 61-yard field goal, and the opposing team called a time. He nailed it. Opposing team called a timeout, and he nailed it again. This guy was money all the time. I, I, I like. It's like you said. He probably had the yips or something, or something was going on. But it not only got in his head, it got in McCarthy's head because at 24-6, they had a shot at like a, a 35 or 40-yard field goal, and McCarthy passed up on it, which I thought was crazy because now you go up 21 points. God forbid. Brady comes back and scores three touchdowns. They lose the game because of something like that. It, it, w- it would have been ridiculous. And I don't know if they would have blamed McCarthy or what would have happened at that point. But Well, forget about know. hypotheticals. What's going to happen this weekend? I mean, they're going to need a kicker. Well, 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 let's put it this way. When he was when Maha was coming out to kick that field goal and McCarthy called him back, so now it had to be in his head like, oh, my God, if I miss this field goal, I'm done. Even it, of course it's going to be in his head. There's no way to escape that. It is in his head no matter what. He knows that we all know that he's thinking okay. about whether he's going to make it or miss it. That's just a fact. Right. I mean, Okay, well, what, what about this then? What about Dak Prescott the week before? He, what was he, like 12 for 37? Everybody was saying... We were going to get killed against the uh, the Bucks. No, not me. What do you mean, everybody? I, it was my best well, pick no, of the week. I, I love the Cowboys. And I everybody I was talking to, but yeah, I, you know, anybody who picked the Bucks, I, I mean, that to me was just a foolish pick. You're betting on Tom Brady, who has not looked anything like his vintage self. All you were doing no, is betting on the fact that it's the postseason, and they were overreacting to the Cowboys. Poor performance against the right. Commanders in Week 18. That didn't make much exactly. sense. To me. Look, I'm not saying Maher is going to be bad for the Cowboys, right. Andy. What I'm saying is, I think it's a question mark. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's definitely a concern because you know coming up playing a good, a great, you know, almost a great game like that, and now you got to worry about if you're going to run him out there and you know to kick a field goal, and it's it's, it's going to change all your thinking. And you'll and know, you know? 100. percent It changes everything. You'll know early on. And thank you for the call, Andy. Appreciate you checking in. Good luck to your Cowboys. If he, you'll know early on, there's going to be a field goal opportunity or an extra point opportunity at some point early on. If he misses it, you're screwed. Simple as that. Because once you, like if he makes, even if it's an extra point, if he makes it, a little bit of an exhale. Then there's a little bit less focus on it. If he misses an extra point or even a field goal, it's going to be, uh uh-oh, can they try it again? And if we're thinking it, he's thinking it, and McCarthy's thinking it as well. You ever had the yips, Marco, with like a broadcast? With a broadcast? No, yeah. I had a little bit of the yips my freshman year throwing a baseball. Really? Yeah. It what took position? Me like, I was a catcher. Yeah, I figured. I couldn't throw back to the mound. You just look like a catcher. You know what well, I mean? Well, big fat ass. Well, yeah, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> you could just say it. It's all right. We all know. Oh, I made you say it. I, I, was, I was thinking. 
You were thinking. It's right. We all know. It's right. You got it pretty slow. No, but you just profiled the catcher. It took me like a couple of weeks. And I got past it, but it really, I, I, I started rolling the ball back to the mound. It was embarrassing. I couldn't really? throw the ball back to the mound. How'd you get out of it? I don't know. I just, I, I think there was one throw that I made to second and it just felt right again. And I was like, all right. And I got past it, but it took like two weeks. I don't know if it's the equivalent of broadcaster yips, but what happens sometimes is if you go to a bad call and two mm-hmm. in a row, like, all right, one bad call, oh, whatever, jerk. Okay. Yeah, I suck. Okay. And then the next one is same thing. Then I get afraid to go to a third one because you can't have you can't miss three extra points. Like you can't have three bad calls in a, two. Apparently you can miss four. Sometimes it yeah right. Sometimes it happens with two. Three is like uh oh this is a problem. Four is like forget it. I quit. I'm going home tonight. Take the network feed. I'm out of here. I can't. Do, I can't do. So it's not the broadcasting yips or sometimes I don't know. I guess if you have a bad show, maybe you're worried about carrying it over. I don't know. Is there an equivalent to it? I, guess I don't know. Get in your head I mean, too much? I mean, you can get in your head with anything. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the a problem with it. And I'll take it a step further. I, now, again, I'm in the closet cutting tape, so I don't know exactly what you're saying. But the Brett Maher you gotta stuff. you got to come out of the closet. Well, I mean, what do you want me to do? They, I want you to come the, out of the they closet. They shut me in the dark. They yeah. throw me like a mushroom. They leave me in the dark. Um, I would say, Brett Maher, if the Cowboys, for me, come today, I'd have other kickers right now. Yeah, you you have to be, but then the problem is now you're putting pressure on him. I don't care. See, it's very fragile. And I got to be fair. If anybody shows any competency in practice, I'm going with them over Maher. Well, Maher was such a good. I kicker. know he is, but I can't take that risk and because you know that it's in his head. And I mean, really, every screwed. time it's fourth and nine at the 27 yard line, I got to go for no, it. You got to take the three points. I can't do that. By the way, did you hear what Fleeg just gave the update on the Holland Tunnel? Are you aware of this situation? Oh, jeez, no. What's now? What are we doing now? So wait, you don't know about this yet? No. What are we doing? So you know, for two years, it's been closed inbound from 11 to 5 a.m. Right, which doesn't affect me. Well, I get that it before is that. right. So this is that is now over. The Oh, good really? news is that is over. Oh, really? It only took about an extra year and a half? Now, okay. what they're going to do now, though, instead, for the next two-plus years, no. I think actually three years, outbound. What times? 11 to 5. Oh! <laughs> yes! Yes! Thank you, please. Oh. I wanted to break that to him on the air. <laughs> oh, you got to be kidding me. You're an evil man for celebrating oh, this, Sal. No, I'm sorry. I just wanted the live reaction on the air. I thought that's what... So I care about the show. That's I get it. like an hour and a half of sleep before I got to wake up and start the day again. Oh. Now I'm going to get like 45 because I got to drive over the Lincoln Tunnel. So now how is this going to impact you? So you normally would get right out of here now. Right. And go right through the Holland right Tunnel. Right through the Holland Tunnel. Now, granted, there's only one lane open and still slow, but right. at least it's here. And I get out of here and then, you know, nobody's listening. I'm doing like 90 the rest of the way yeah. and I can get home. It's only two and a half years or so. Oh. <sighs> Dude. You know what, though? If When, when the <laughs> tunnel goes down to one lane, I used to do this when I left here when I worked at MLB, which is right was right around here at the time, flying up the West Side Highway late at night and going to the Lincoln when they have both tubes open, a lot of times is the same amount of time as sitting through the one lane There's traffic. There's no more flying anymore. It's not. Because now I'm going to wind up like Sal. Yeah, I'm going to have cameras. a ticket in the mail every other day with the camera. Your turn. Oh, oh here's Jerry. Yeah. Come on. Get out of Jerry. Awful. And it's an extra 45 minutes to get home from the Lincoln. Yeah, deal with that. Oh. So Jerry's Two a beneficiary years. as well here. Jerry, Everybody, Al Jerry, Al, me, Eddie, CeeLo when he comes in. This has been ruining all of us for three years. Oh, this is like, Jerry, for you, me. this has got to be so, the- here's the deal. For the last five, no, six stinking years, we had to deal with the Pulaski goddamn Skyway <laughs> being closed and having to drive all the way around. They finally opened that. And they closed the Holland Tunnel for the last two years. 
This so, is like a great day for this you. This is phenomenal. This gives us another 25 minutes of sleep. I, I feel like I got kicked in the face by a mule. Like, yes. this is awful. Oh, My scars are just healing. Oh. <laughs> Eat that. It's like even Steven. Oh. One man up, one man down. I'm too old for this. I can't be doing like a half hour of sleep. What are you guys doing Welcome. to me? Welcome to the full-time overnight. I've been oh. taking the Lincoln Tunnel for two years, driving up and Awful. around down Ninth Avenue. Guys drag racing down Ninth yeah. Avenue. No more. People <laughs> peeing in the streets that you got to walk around it. Yes. Oh. Jerry is free. Marco is screwed. Oh. This is great. And be careful with those cameras because you're right. There are cameras all over the place. You can't do more than 25 or 30. I got a ticket the other day. Although I did just get a uh, piece of fan mail. Jerry, let me show you this. <laughs> Uh-oh. I love coming in. Oh, you want to Are the letters taped together? together? No, I get this from this guy. This guy all the time. It actually pertains to today. You know, who knew that it would be so topical? Do you want to read that, Chair? <laughs> well, I can't. Uh, speed cameras save lives. Bleeping morons. <laughs> Thank you for that fan mail. I appreciate it. So this is a, uh, it's also a PSA from SAL. No return address. No, I know, unfortunately. It was stamped in Connecticut, though. Maybe I'll take a trip up there and see it's what it's going to wrong. The problem you have is, you know, like I got a ticket for 31 and a 25 last year. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And getting passed. So 31. Oh, I got a 34, and it, they said it was a school zone. It was 4 o'clock in the morning in the summer. I think 31. <laughs> what are we doing? 31 might be a new low. Because people were calling and saying, Sal, as long as you stay under 35 or 32, no, you'd be good to go. I got 31 and a 25. That's, and I knew it was coming because the cameras went off. Oh, that's the But worst. I was getting I thought I didn't think it was for me because there were cars that were blowing right. by me that were timing the lights. Yeah. These people don't even look. They just yeah. God yeah. forbid you get right. a car coming the other way. No, people are around. I'm sure they did too, but yeah. I look forward to seeing that every night now on the Lincoln Tunnel on the drive on Ninth Avenue. Well, there you have it. Drag racing. Very dangerous. Yeah. There you have what it. What these cars do, because I witnessed this the other night and multiple nights, they wait for a light to turn green. They wait for three or four of them in front of them to turn They're green. actually drag and, racing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've not just it. like you. No, no I've joking. seen it. And they gun it. And they are racing neck and neck. And, <laughs> and they start blowing past red lights to where, you know, then they'll stop when they realize it. And then they wait again. And then they go. How do these people not get caught? See, how come I get the tickets, we get the tickets in the mail, and then everywhere no, I no, look no. on the road? See, people- I think you're wrong there. They get the tickets. Are you sure about that? They just don't care. There's a difference. <laughs> That's true. What, they throw them out? Have you met oh, people, Sam? the same way yeah, I'm probably going to get a parking ticket today. Don't care. There was nowhere else to park. Where'd you park? Do, right out front. And construction everywhere. Yeah, There's no parking anywhere. Can't even get in the building anymore. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The city. But good for you, Jerry. Hey, I'm happy morning. for you. Deserve- mm-hmm. Good morning, Mark. Congratulations, Jerry. I've never seen Jerry this I'm, happy. I'm hey, Rutgers is on fire. Jerry can commute out through is, the tunnel. This is life-changing. Yeah. You ain't for, kidding. For the good for you. You ain't and, kidding. Yeah. The pendulum you know, is swung. You know the worst thing? When you take the, with the turnpike, which costs six effing dollars to go to the Lincoln <laughs> Tunnel, and then you're paying the money, oh, that Eastern Spur is closed. And I got to take it all the way out to the Meadowlands to come all the way back up Route Three. Yeah, I'm so you're hit 97 now. lights now because I got to take three and 46 and that disaster. Would you like because I can't news? take t- some of the lights do time up. You're screwed, Marco. <laughs> no way around it. This <laughs> is your welcome to the overnight. You've been full time now for how long? A couple of months. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. The summer, July. Welcome. Oh, jeez. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Hey, this is Matt Spiegel, and on my podcast, The PBP, Voices of Baseball, we learn how the best broadcasters in the game, like the Reds' John Sadak, try to capture the greatness of the best players, like Ellie Dela Cruz. He's a video game character. I mean, he is so athletic, and I think each moment is its own living entity, and I try to just match whatever that moment is. The PBP, Voices of Baseball. We bring you the people who bring you the game. Find us on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts.